All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spiked, uh, the OTL football podcast. I'm your host, Robert Vona. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jack Brittle. Jack, how are you feeling days away from Super Bowl 55? Or 56, I'm feeling, sorry. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling enthused. I think it's going to be an awesome game. Um, I think we have two excellent teams, you know, uh, two former uh, first overall picks going at it. Um it's going to be a good one. I, I, have, I have some thoughts. We'll get into those later. For sure. Yeah, like you said, two excellent teams. We also have two excellent guests on this podcast in uh, Curtis Martin and Nathan Kennedy. Boys, how are we feeling? Days I'm blushing after that. I was, I'm, say, I'm, I was so kind to you. Yeah. I'm blushing. It's, it's I mean, Valentine's Day I mean, around we, the corner. You know, you got to just kind of set you made up, up the loved ones. You made up for the little stumble at the beginning, thinking it was Super Bowl 55, but that's fine. What are you, what are you talking about? What? Yeah, no, I didn't even never happen. Yeah. No. Oh, well, I guess we got to keep it in now. We can't oh, edit that out. Yeah, See, that's why you try to impromptu sweep things under the rug, Curtis. You got to be with the game here. No, no, no. You got to bring First time on a podcast. The, here, people, like... the people need to know what we're actually like. We got to give them the grade A content that they deserve. Trying to sit here and bury a co-host two minutes <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Robert's had many opportunities to bury me, so I'm okay with it. You know what? That's that's pretty fair. I think we I think we've all kind of taken taken turns on each other and burying each other, so to speak. Once MLB actually gets out of this lockout, I'm sure Robert will hop on the pod and absolutely ream me out. So that's fine. <laughs> You're gonna have to stay tuned for that one, but uh, no promises. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, you know, Super Bowl 56 is around the corner, and you know, coming off of awards night the other night, so we'll probably recap a little bit of that, mostly focusing on the Super Bowl, of course. Um you know what? Let, let's just cut the chase. No beating around the bush. Uh-huh. No nice. pun intended. Yeah, good one. That was good. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, thanks. See, I, my, my work doesn't go unnoticed. You're on fire today, Rob. I'm on fire, yeah. I'm just, just doing just all over the place. Somebody get this guy an ESPN contract, please. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, just hook me up. Jack, why don't you start us off? Super Bowl predictions. What do you got? Sure. So um, right off the bat, I'm going to lay it down right now. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals to win this game. And I'll give you a couple of reasons why. So for me, the two kind of X factors in this game um, comes down to Aaron Donald on the Rams. Um, we all know that Cincinnati's offensive line is one of their weak points. Um, if Aaron Donald and Von Miller to a lesser extent as well can get to Joe Burrow, um, that's going to be a problem. Uh you know, Joe Burrow was sacked nine times against Tennessee. Uh, they live, he lived to tell the, the story, but is that going to happen again? I don't know. I mean, you're, you're rolling the dice when your QB gets sacked nine times in a game. So, um, you know, if, if they can somehow limit that, um, protect Joe Burrow, um, just go off of kind of pure adrenaline, uh, then that could be huge for them. Um, the other X factor I have in this game is – Joe Burrow, because I just feel like it's been an unbelievable playoff run and he just has, you know, he, he, he just has a, a kind of a, a aura around him that, I mean, he, he, in the big moments, he just shines. I mean, we've seen it time and time again, um, you know, look at obviously his college resume is ridiculous. You know, his senior year when the uh, LSU went undefeated and won the national championship, that was insane. Um, he's been, he, he, you know, it's like he has ice in his veins. I mean, you see it all throughout this playoff run. Um, it's been really incredible to watch. And so, you know, I mean, on, on paper, I think the, you know, the Rams do have an all around better roster. They're a more complete team and even one-to-one just, you know, between Stafford and Burrow, um, you could make the argument that Stafford overall is more talented. He, you know, he has better arm talent, um, He's been playing the game a lot longer than Burrow. He has more experience, although, I mean, he not in terms of the playoffs, really. I mean, he played for – let's not forget he played for the Lions for, you know, for most of his career. Um, and so, you know, you, you could you could make that argument that, he you know, he has more experience than Burrow, but I really just think that Burrow has this kind of – this X factor about him where he shines in the big moments. He's not afraid. Um, and so, you know, I think that – that's going to be a big recipe for the Bengals success. Also, I think they need to run the ball. Um, that's going to be huge for them. I think Joe Mixon is really talented. Um, he can, you know, kind of take over a game sometimes. 
Um, I think the Rams probably will focus more on, on the passing attack. Um, they, they, you know, they have an amazing, uh, cast of wide receivers, Odell, Cooper cup. Um, so there's going to be, you know, some different in terms of the offense, there's going to be some different approaches for both teams, but overall, I, I think this is going to be a really close game. Um, I think most people are, you know, predicting that as well. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I'm going to go for a score prediction. Um, I don't know how high scoring it's going to be. I, I think this could be a little bit of a, um, you know, maybe not a defensive slugfest, but I think that the, you know, the, it, it could be not as quite of a, you know, an air show as some, um, some people might expect. So I'm going to go 24, 24, 21, I'll say Bengals coming out on, on top. I see Curtis just grinning behind that mic there. So I'm going to throw it over to him. Oh, okay. Um, can we actually edit this out for a second? Cause my computer's dying. So you need to plug it in, but all right, no worries. Um, give me one moment. You actually threw at the worst time, but that's fine. Yeah. Cause it literally, By the way, now, now that we're cutting this out, Curtis, did you just rip your ass in half? <laughs> Cause literally someone just tore ass. No, I blew my nose. Oh, okay. That's what it was then. Okay. I just heard a very thunderous noise. My bad. I thought it was from the other end. What the fuck? All right. Well, I, I think you shouldn't have gone with me because I also agree with Jack. I think the Bengals are going to win this game. And not because I've been, for the most part, riding high on Joe Burrow and to the point where he's even impressed me in certain aspects. I think he's shown that he can beat top competition in the NFL. And I think, you know, his win over Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, just shows it all in the sense that I think he's legit. He's here to win. He has that moxie about him that a lot of first-time quarterbacks in the Super Bowl don't have coming into this week. And I think that's a big thing. And I mean, all the weapons have shown up for them. Their offense has been one of the best this playoffs. And I don't see why that would stop. I mean, obviously the Rams have great defensive weapons as we've already talked about on the secondary and on the line because we can't think forget about a Ramsey out there on corner I'm sorry on cornerback but I I think you know overall I just think you put anyone up against Jamar Chase right now and I'm taking Jamar Chase I think that's just the way it's going to go this year and I think that you know he's going to be a weapon that you know Teams are going to try. Every team has tried. Every team's planned to cover for him. He's had big games every week. There's not been one playoff game so far that I can think of where he was a non-factor. So I'm going with the Bengals. Um, not to say the Rams are bad. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be a little bit of a more high-scoring game than uh, Jack said. But I think that's just a compliment to the two quarterbacks and the weapons that they have around them. And I know... You know, Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham are the two weapons for uh, Matt Stafford, which they're really good weapons. But I'm honestly kind of making this pick uh, hard over mind. So I want Cincinnati to win. And I think they have a pretty good shot to win, a better shot than Vegas is giving them right now. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. Nate, why don't you just finish it off here? Just go, go with the Bengals. Come on. Well, I have a sneaky suspicion that this podcast is going to be split in two. Um, I am going to be taking the Los Angeles Whams. Um, the Whams? And just so people don't uh, online think I don't have a lisp, um, I'm saying WAS is in the W, popular online term. Anyway. I, again, nobody knows who you're talking about because I cut out the original thing. Oh, you but... cut, okay. So we'll cut this one out again. Okay. So and, <laughs> a lot of cutting so far. A lot I... of cutting. So my pick for this game is going to be the Los Angeles Rams. I have a sneaky suspicion, as I'd mentioned, that I think this podcast could be split in two because I can imagine what Rob's pick is going to be. Um, in saying that, I think there's a lot that runs in the Rams' favor here. Um, only second Super Bowl. Actually, funny enough, in two years, that's going to be played at home. Uh, current current home record is 1-0. Um, not that that's entirely indicative because history hasn't had enough time to kind of do its due and see what kind of long-term statistics there are on that. But anyway... Uh, the four point spread, as Curtis had mentioned, I think I think it is a tad generous. I think we are going to see a tight game. Um, the Rams in this matchup make it very hard to bet against. You have an extremely premier matchup now of Jalen Ramsey against Jamar Chase. 
in this kind of primetime scenario, I'm edging my bet slightly towards Ramsey strictly because of his lockdown ability. He's arguably the most complete corner we've seen in this generation. Um, unbelievable tackler in the open field. Unbelievable in both zone and man coverage. I mean, it goes without saying. Um, this game, to say this game's going to be one in the trenches, I think most people would consider a bit redundant considering how high-powered each offense is. But I think we're going to see a lot more work between the tackles than we would expect at first. I think... With how strong the defensive lines are, I don't think we're going to see many super deep drops, at least at the beginning of the game, until they get comfortable. So I think we're going to have to see guys like Cam Akers and Joe Mixon go nuts. And to be honest, I, as much as I want Mixon to have a big day, I mean, he's been toting the rock pretty well this postseason, but he hasn't been doing it to the standard that I had seen throughout the year. So I'd give the run game a slight edge right now to to the Rams. But even past that, I think I think the front seven, including Floyd, Miller, and of course, Donald, just to name a few, I think is going to cause that Bengals D line fit or O line fits. And we've seen we've seen this kind of thing play out before. I mean, we saw what happened last year. I mean, Chiefs had a banged up O line. Mahomes had to run forever to get out of the pocket. And I mean, we we've seen the script kind of play out before. So I don't I don't think that the defense of the Rams can go understated. I think I think it's going to be quite the opposite. I think the Rams are going to eventually get comfortable enough where they're just going to be able to kind of facilitate the ball, the multiple different weapons as Curtis has mentioned. I mean, you got Cooper cup and most productive player in the league this year. You have Odell uh, extremely productive since he came from the Browns and even Tyler Higby, who I don't really know what his status is right now because he left the game last week. Um, but they have so many weapons on that offense, not to mention one of the best O lines in football. Um, it just makes it really hard to bet against, especially at home. Um, for that reason, not only that reason, of course, but I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, originally, my score was going to be 24-20. Uh, Jack had Jack had gone 24-21 for the Bengals. Um, I'm going to actually get to chalk up a few more points from uh, Money McPherson because I think Shooter is going to have a few deep ones in the game. Um, I think they're going to have to settle a few times. So I'm actually going to go. I'm going to go with a final score of I go 35. I go 35-27 for the Rams. I think it's going to be a fairly high scoring game. I think the Bengals will still be able to do what they've been doing most of the postseason on offense. Um, of course, they they weren't rolling as well against Tennessee, who their defense did stand up fantastic in that game. Um, but besides that, I mean, I, I expect to be a fairly productive game from Burrow and Chase, the combo. Um, I think I think a few things to keep in mind are this will be basically sophomore Joe Burrow's first real I think besides the, his national championship with LSU, I think this is going to be his biggest test, of course, being playing in the Super Bowl as such a young quarterback, but especially with Matt Stafford on the other side, who is probably beyond determined to finally cement his legacy with the Super Bowl, seeing as though he was dwindling, dwindling in many people's eyes, just sitting in Detroit's locker room with no help around him. So, I mean, it's, it's really a battle of the narratives here. As much as I'd love to see Joe Burrow win this, I just, I think it's time for Stafford to get his ring. And I think the Rams have every, every opportunity to put this one in stone. I'm glad somebody's siding with me. Um, so I do definitely hear what everybody says about, you know, no home field, no such thing, home field advantage for an LA team. But at the end of the day, man, it's the Super Bowl, and they've played already two games there in the playoffs thus far. So, you know, they're comfortable in the environment. Of course, they've been playing there all year. And I feel like it's just got to carry over to this game. Second of all, I'm going with the Rams because of experience. I know obviously this Matthew Stafford's first Super Bowl is Joe Burrow's first Super Bowl. But some of the guys on the Rams that have been to a Super Bowl, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, probably the two biggest playmakers on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball for the Rams. You know, Aaron Donald, like we said, the Cincio line, you know, the status may not be 100%. And if somebody, if somebody's going to take advantage of that, it's Aaron Donald. Like if he gets to the if he gets to Joe Burrow early and often, like it's I really can't see I can't see being a fun day at all for for Cincy. Um, and Cooper Cup all playoffs long, all year long, actually, he's been tearing it up, you know, whether it was just, you know, breaking tackles, getting into the open field, finding the end zone, he literally did it all. And he just seems like that guy for the Rams, like, you know, when they got nothing going for them or they need that, that spark, you know, kind of let Stafford sit back there for a couple seconds, let Cup do his thing and just find him in the open field, open field and watch him go to work. Like he's been incredible this entire playoffs. I think he's like, only a few receptions uh, shy of like setting the record for most receptions in the playoffs. Um, so I know that's definitely something to keep in mind too. Maybe they'll, they'll look to him. Um, and I mean, just matchup wise too, like, you know, for the cup, obviously he's the number one option on the Rams going up against Eli Apple, 
versus a Jamar Chase, number one option, who's going up against Jalen Ramsey. Like, I, I can't see how the matchups could favor the Rams any more than they already are. So I got to go with the Rams. Um, like I said, at home, matchup-wise, experience-wise, Sean McVay's been to a Super Bowl before, and I'm sure after that lackluster performance that they had <laughs> against the Patriots, I'm sure he's looking to make a big stand and uh, make some big coaching adjustments. So I'm anticipating the Rams. Do I think it's going to be a close game? I could see it being within a one possession game. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say maybe 35, 31 for the Rams. Um, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, go ahead. No, go. I just didn't, I just want to get this in before we segue it off of the Super Bowl game. Uh, I think a big reason why I'm picking the Bengals, despite all these things that Robert and Nate, you've correctly pointed out, you know, I'm not blind to the fact that, you know, this LA Rams team is one of the better teams in the NFL and that's why they're here. But I think I'm making this pick is because, you know, every challenge that this team's faced and I've, you know, maybe a little bit wavered on, you know, maybe, oh, you know, Mahomes is going to be too much for the Bengals defense and, the Bengals aren't going to be able to beat that uh, Kansas City secondary, which has improved over the year. But I think they've shown me time and time again that you can't like, I'm not saying I'm not trying to compare this to like the bet against Brady thing. Cause Brady's a whole different animal. And I'm not trying to compare Joe Burrow to Brady. That's not what I'm doing here. I just need to preface that. Sorry, Jack. He's no Tom Brady. I'm, I know you're going to jump all over me, but I'm just saying it's like, he seems like one of those guys that throughout his career, he's going to be one of those guys that you just can't bet against. I've, I don't know what it is. It's just there's something about the way he plays that he just finds a way to win. And plus, they arguably have one of the clutchest kickers of all time. And I think Bill's fans will let you know how important it is to have one of the better kickers in the league kicking for you in a big game. So uh, I'm going to go. That's why I go with the Bengals. Those are my final thoughts on that. And I also don't think I gave a score. And uh, I think I'm going to do 31 to... I think I was going to do 31 to 28 was going to be my score. It's going to be won by a field goal. I'll say yeah. this out of all the, you know, the, the new generation of quarterbacks in the NFL, I, you could make an argument that Burrow is the closest to Brady, the most similar. Ooh. Oh, I, I, I don't argue with that. Take. Uh, I don't argue with that either, but I don't, I'm, I'm, just I'm not, not saying he's him. close. I'm saying he's the closest, you know, yeah. the thing, the thing that I noticed that kind of sets, especially new age quarterbacks apart is their ability to deal with adversity. And you look at a guy like Joe Burrow in such a short career so far has been able to not only defy the odds. I mean, he won Kim, but comeback player of the year this year, which we'll mention, I'm sure in a few minutes, um, but he's shown it time and time and again, he's got so much resilience and he just has so much fight and he puts his heart into the game. And I mean, I feel like that's what makes him so likable as a person. Like, God, he's got like 20 nicknames online. People are calling <laughs> Joey Burr, Joey playoffs, Joey championship. It's just, I, it pains me to bet against him because I do want to see the stars align for this one, but man, you're talking about a guy who's overdue for a super bowl. That's Matt Stafford, man. Like that guy dealt with so much in Detroit finally gets an opportunity, arguably having his best season with the best team in the NFL. I mean, I just don't, I don't see that momentum slowing down. And then the thing is if the Bengals win all credit to them, I have no, I have no ill will towards the Bengals. I think both these teams are deserving to be here. Um, I did just want to throw out real quick, like Curtis mentioned, I think the four point spread, I think it's okay. I think it probably could have been a bit smaller, the margin. I think it probably could have been three, even three and a half. I think they could have gotten away with. The other thing too, I just want to throw that out there for those of us who are going to be betting. First of all, I'm going to preface this like Curtis did. I am not giving you betting advice. This is not legitimate betting advice. Do not take Nate what I say to heart. responsible for every and any bet I am not responsible for the money and assets lost on what I'm about to say. But I have a very good feeling about a non-quarterback passing touchdown given you have Odell Beckham Jr. playing for the Rams and you also have T Higgins and Tyler Boyd playing for the Bengals who have also almost thrown. Well, T Higgins actually did throw one, I think a year or two ago. And then Tyler Boyd had an opportunity to throw one, but he scrambled. Um, and then another one that I like too is both quarterbacks to throw an interception. I'm just going to throw that out there. Both pretty good odds. The crazy boost is on the, um, is on the Norton quarterback throwing touchdowns. So if you want to throw a little bit of money, do a little Parmesan sprinkle on one of them. Yeah. Definitely throw that at the non quarterback passing. Well, I'll, I'll say this. You said Matt Stafford's, you know, is overdue for a Super Bowl win. You know who else is overdue for a Super Bowl win? The Cincinnati Bengals franchise. <laughs> that is, oh, I thought you were going to say true. Matt Ryan. I thought you were going to bring this back to a shot at me. But no. like, I thought we were going to circle it, circle the wagons here. 
You know, yeah. they, they, they've been to two Super Bowls. I, I'm just saying one. that, like, I think Matt Stafford before Joe Burrow came along was one of the more likable quarterbacks in the NFL. And the fact that so many people are, are rooting for Joe Burrow over Matt Stafford is telling you how likable that guy is. And also, I'm sorry, but, like, he, he would he's literally cursed if he loses the Super Bowl. Like, he was stuck on one of the shittiest franchises of all time. Finally gets out. Get his. Okay, get let's his say, hang on, hang on. Let's not shit on the Detroit Lions franchise. <laughs> they are a down bad franchise. They do not know how to manage talent. That doesn't make them a shit franchise. That just makes them not good at talent. It, did like we, I'm saying, did like, we forget about no, the, the, the all the NFL championships. Like, the fan they base won. is good. <laughs> a fan base is different than countless the Super Bowls. Let's not forget about Dan Orlovsky, guys. Come on. Yeah. <sighs> or, no, what am I saying? Jeff Driscoll, the goat. Oh my god. I'm just saying that, you know, you know what Dan Orlovsky's best highlight high- is in the NFL is when he ran out of bounds and he didn't even know. Yeah. And he got a safety. That was funny. I had no idea it was in his own end zone. Oh, the Detroit Lions. Unfortunately, a poverty franchise. Yeah. At least we're all not Lions. Fans. I'm, a, I'm a big That's fan. That's always of, an upside. I'm a big fan of Motor City Dan Campbell, though, for the record, for those people keeping tabs. I'm a big Motor City Dan Campbell guy. That guy's got so much heart. I don't, I don't have, I, I have faith that that team's going to turn it around in a few years. Get Okuda back. You're going to be, you're going to be good. They may not, they may not have won anything since uh, 1957, but hey, you know. Guys, just get Barry Sanders out of retirement. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just get a, a whole new O line, a better quarterback. Bring back receivers. Megatron. Yeah, get, get get a defense, and then you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It's just that simple. If only it was that easy. If only it was that easy for all, we'd all be millionaires. So yeah, um, I guess that just about does it for our uh, Super Bowl predictions and everything. But, Go uh, Bungles. Yeah, I mean, me and Curtis are going with the Bengals, and we're split right down the middle here. But um, I guess next we could just talk a little bit about uh, obviously the NFL honors were, uh, were last night. So we could talk about some of the awards that were given out and uh, our thoughts. Um, maybe we could just jump, dive right into it. I mean, the biggest award of the night was MVP. Went to uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, two-time, you know, back-to-back MVP. Um, I have my thoughts on this, but I'll let you guys go first. What What do you guys think? Was it deserved or should it have gone to somebody else? 100% should have gone to Aaron Rodgers. There's no doubt about it. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the regular season. He led the Green Bay Packers to be the best team in the NFL in the regular season. So, I mean, there's not much more to argue with. I think he was the MVP. I guess you could say Brady was in that conversation. But I think that from, I'd say, like week two on, Rodgers has been that guy, so I don't I don't have anything wrong with Rodgers winning MVP. I don't know. I don't have. I'm not saying I have something. I have a problem with Rodgers winning MVP, but I kind of think it should have went to Brady. I mean, I'm I'm just pulling up the stats right here so I can um, for this season. So, so Aaron Rodgers this year was. Uh, uh, 37 he had a 37 touchdowns to only four interceptions so obviously very impressive that's ratio in the league yeah uh 4115 yards uh 68.9 completion percentage um he was 360 sorry yeah 366 for 531 um you know all very good numbers uh, let's take a look at Brady's numbers. So Brady was, he threw 43 TDs to 12 interceptions. So more TDs, but obviously more interceptions as well. So um, 5,316 yards. So uh, more led yards. Yeah, he led the league. Also led the league in TDs. Um, also led the league in TDs. And he was 480 five for 719 with a 67.5 completion percentage so pretty comparable the only really in my opinion the only thing that Aaron Rodgers has going for him here is he had a better TD interception ratio and also I think it has to be taken into account that Tom Brady was doing all this uh at 45 like that's nuts like I think that has to be taken into account so um I mean listen I don't think it needs to be said that I'm a little bias here. I think everybody kind of knows that, but um, 
listen, props to Aaron Rodgers, one of the best players in the, you know, in the NFL this year. Absolutely. You know, I don't, do I have a, do I have a problem? I think Tom Brady was robbed. I mean, I could be hyperbolic and say that, but no, I think it's fair. You know, it's, it's fair to give it to Aaron Rodgers, but if I was, you know, if I was deciding, yeah, I would have gave, I would have given it to Brady because I think he has better stats overall other than the, you know, the TD to interception ratio. And uh, again, he's doing it at age 45. So I'm, yeah, I also I, just, oh, sorry, go ahead and name. Oh, sorry. Um, I was just going to say, I agree with Jack. I think it would have been somewhat poetic if Brady had gotten it. And honestly, I wouldn't have been mad if Brady got it considering he's this late in his career and he's still kind of performing a top tier, arguably a second, if not third, if not fourth prime. Um, but Brady, Brady did everything he could this year, as you said, led the league in passing TDs among other categories. I mean, completely deserved if he had won it. Um, I think it should have been Rodgers. I think the pick of Rodgers was kind of right, as Curtis had alluded to. I mean, best record in football, arguably the best offensive team in football, led the league in QBR, third in completion, completion percentage, best TD to interception ratio. Uh, one of the best tandems, him and Devontae, arguably with him and uh, him and Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. Um, and Rodgers, honestly, I think I think a lot of this has to do much like the storyline of Brady. If he had won being at 45 years old, I think I think this pick again, I think has somewhat to do with the turmoil that happened in the preseason. I know that they really don't take things into account that aren't actually on the football field, but considering Brady showed up to training camp late was in so much, so much, uh, I don't know, drama, so to speak. I don't want to label it as drama, but drama with the front office, him and Gunther Gunst didn't get along too well. The team wasn't willing to fully invest in him to make personnel decisions and weren't kind of allowing him the right that you would think most elite quarterbacks are affording. Um, I think, I think this was Rogers award. Um, again, wouldn't have been mad with Brady. Anyone else besides the two of them, I would have been kind of up in arms, but I, I think Rogers is the right pick there. I don't know, man. I just, I just think. I think it should have been big Ben, actually. Man. Yeah. Okay. Well, should have been Matt Ryan. What about that? But sure. Um, all right, we, 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 we like hot takes on this show, not nuclear takes. Yeah, not- <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I'll tell you, sir, that Matt Ryan had a really good year this year. Just his team sucked. But. Yeah. Know. Yeah. They almost made the playoffs. They're only two games. If out Braxton Berrios got Cooper Cup targets, he'd be the best receiver in the league. <laughs> oh, my God. There, I said it. Also, Didn't can help that. Are we, are, we jumping, are we jumping the gun by calling Zach Wilson a bust yet? Or is that kind of no? I think we're. I mean, I think we're jumping the gun a little. I mean, I think he has potential. Uh, I think he has. I think he has potential. But I think if he doesn't do anything next year, I think the giant the Jets are going to do their stereotypical two or three years and then rinse and repeat with a new QB. Okay, but remember, he's playing for the New York Jets. Let's just remember that. Okay. Okay. I mean, mean, Lawrence Lawrence dealt with so much shit on the Jags and still actually had a decent season. I wouldn't call it a great season. It wasn't a great season. Yeah, a, like, a, a rookie quarterback in the Jag system with Urban Meyer feeling up waitresses and bars. I mean, I think I think he did pretty well, all all extracurriculars considered. Yeah. I'm this is my thing. How long do you think it takes before Trevor Lawrence is like, yeah, I want out? Um, I think after his rookie contract expires. But yeah, I think I, mean, gonna, I think I, I assume they're gonna franchise tag him, to be honest. You'd be stupid not to. I mean, they do have another number one overall pick this year. So I mean, yeah, like, but this this should one hundred percent be an O lineman. Or yeah, Thibodeau yeah, for or... sure. No, it should it should be uh, Hutchinson from Michigan, the defensive line. Yeah, they, they, a lot of the mock drafts and ladders I've seen kind of have them swap depending on fit. Um, if I'm the Jags man, I'm taking Evan Neal. There's no there's no better player in the draft than Evan Neal. He's the most complete tackle we've seen since. I, I don't know. You could argue Penny Sewell and Slater last year were arguably as complete, but man, Evan Neal's so pro ready. I think you'd be, I think you'd be staring a gift horse in the mouth if you don't stick him at left tackle and protect uh, Lawrence's weak side. Also, I don't know where I saw this, but I saw somewhere where there were scouts that said that they don't believe that there's an NFL quality quarterback in this draft. And to those people, I'm like, are you fucking stupid? I was, well, to be honest, I was just talking about that with Rob between the intermission and with the Panthers sitting where they're sitting. I mean, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of mock drafts saying that we're taking quarterback, a bunch that we're taking Sauce Gardner quarterback, a bunch that we're that somehow an edge rusher slides or a lineman slides. But I'm not sold on any quarterbacks in this class. If you're taking within the top ten, top twelve, I think I'm if not, you look at numbers in college, you should be sold on Matt Corral. But that's yeah, just but, me. But numbers in college prior to injury, transitioning to the NFL, it's very hard. Especially- but he didn't have a serious injury. I don't. I wouldn't consider it a serious injury, but I also am not. I'm not, I don't have, it's not like, it's not like RG three or uh, Tua. 
Okay, but you're not. My thing is, you're not taking any of these QBs in the top five. If you're taking any of these QBs in the top five, it's just a decision. I'm not saying you're taking him in the top five. You're maybe taking him like eight between between like eight and like fourteen. But again, then I'm taking Pickett or Willis over him. I don't know. I don't I think know. There's, there's arguments to be made across the board. I just think, I just think, especially considering where the Jags are at. He now, was, the, he was the best offensive quarterback in college this last year. I don't know. I just think Jags pick needs against to be against the SEC. So, anyways, yeah, we need to do a college podcast at some point. That would be. Please, can we do a draft? Can we do a draft preview? I would love that. Yeah, we'll, we'll have uh, our Jacob on. Huge. Yeah, yeah, we we'll get, get him on. Yeah, we'll get Duch on, and we'll build our own like OTL mock draft. That would be sick. Go. Sold. There we go. New idea, and we'll cut that out, and then we'll segue to now. Okay. But yeah, um, move, moving on. I just want to point out, you know, TJ Watt, Defense Player of the Year, um, deserved the there man. Was no, the there was no one else up for that. Yeah, yeah. no one else. People, people who said Michael Parsons should have gotten that were just blowing smoke. Yeah. I think Michael Michael Parsons is. Like he's amazing. He's probably one of the most versatile linebackers in the league already. But man, like that's such a reach to put him above TJ for DPOI, especially considering what TJ did this year. Like fuck, tying most sacks in an NFL season of all time with LT. Like that that doesn't come around every season. Like he's got to get his flowers for that. Yeah, and he did it in two less games. <laughs> Dude, I I thought of that too. That's insane. That's I, crazy. I think um, I have a bit of a question mark here. Um, AP Coach of the Year being Mike Vrabel. I think yeah. considering I the know. amount of injuries that the Titans had, I think that pick is somewhat justified, but I have a few other coaches that I could definitely throw into the ring there. Um, just off the top of my head, I actually, damn, what's his name? Uh, coach of the Bengals. Uh, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor definitely deserves a nod. Um, I think um, I think there are a few other coaches you could throw. I, I honestly think, um, fuck, what's his name? Oh, God. Um, I think, I think Cliff Kingsbury, I think definitely again, deserves an odd Cardinals had a great year. I don't think to the same extent as the Titans kind of dealt with injuries. Um, I, I would have given it to Zach Taylor. Honestly, I, I just, too, yeah. I, I think Zach, Zach Taylor would have been mine. I think, um, yeah, I, I just think I, that seems so right considering what they did this year and the run yeah. they had. And but considering yeah. where they were last year. Yeah. Titans had most players on the IR of any team in the league this year, I'm pretty sure. So, like, again, Vrabel being able to deal with injuries and roster manage and still get them to playoffs as a one seed, I think, is phenomenal. And I think he definitely deserves some credit, but I think that should have been Zach Taylor. Um, Other than that, I wasn't really, like, blown away. Or... Also, uh, kind of a low-key one and really does not matter in the in the relevance of the actual sport, but the selly of the year being Christian Wilkins' worm, I think that should have been the gritty all day. Yeah. Like, everyone's doing the gritty. Even Mac Jones doing the grid. Yeah. <laughs> that was the funniest video natural. I've seen all year. That's so funny. He's a natural out there. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys see. have any other thoughts on uh, the awards? <laughs> uh, I mean, we were talking about it. Uh, former former Falcons uh, coaching tree, uh, assistant coach, <laughs> being uh, Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. Um, yeah, look I, how that turned out. Look how the Cowboys did in the playoffs. Yeah, Ooh. I could, uh, Ooh, I could go to the year. Ooh, wow, Dan Quinn. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow, this guy, this guy's happy about that pick. Um, this is heated. <laughs> Dan think... Quinn is a joke, man. Get the fuck out of here. Anyone who says he isn't is like, as a coach, yeah. I think it was, uh, Mike McDonald, uh, who just got hired. Uh, as the new head coach of the why am I blanking? Um oh the, the Dolphins? Yeah, the Finns, yeah. I think he I think he as an assistant definitely could have deserved a nod. I mean he put in fantastic work this year. So I think that definitely could have been could have been argued with. Uh AP defensive player of the year, Michael Parsons, that's pretty chalk. AP offensive player of the year, Cooper is obvious. And then the rookie is Jamar Chase. That's obvious. Um Bridgestone best moment of the year. I think Justin Tucker's kick definitely deserves that. I mean, a record that hadn't been broken in as long as it had definitely deserves some recognition. Um plus kickers deserve a little love. They yeah. do. Kicker kickers don't get love. They really don't. And it sucks because they're just as much of the sport as anyone else. And I Curtis and I were talking about it the other uh I think it was a few months ago we were actually talking about this, but he he had uh, prompted me with the uh, with the question that if you have a kicker that can make a key, a kick from essentially anywhere inside the sixty five, um, or w- were we talking about punters? Was it kickers or punters? No, we were talking about kickers because I said that arguably a 
like having like the best kicker of all time might be more valuable than having like a best wide receiver, a, bat, a best running back of all time. Cause you're, if they're just automatic, you can kick it from 60 yards. Like the top point getters in the NFL, like not touchdowns, just overall points are kickers. And I think that's why they're so valuable. Maybe that's the future OTL article. Maybe I'll expand <laughs> on that, bring it over to OTL because I did it for an assignment, a little um, sports assignment. But yeah. I just think that kickers are really underrated. And we've seen in this playoffs, like Evan McPherson, like if they have another kicker, they might not be here right now. Probably not. I mean, so, what, guys made four game winners this year or three. Yeah. And think about it. The Super Bowl's in an indoor stadium this year. So, yeah. I mean, like. Oh, yeah. It's going to be. It's got, field yeah. Hey, that's that's another thing I didn't really think about either. People didn't realize that one Matt Gay kick went super under the radar when he was short from like 47. Yeah. I was like, what? I was thinking about that earlier today. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a bit of another X factor there. That's, I think, oh yeah, I think, I think you could definitely make an argument for some kind of special teams advantage. Um, I think it kind of evens out in the wash though. I think the inconsistencies of Gay, I think that could get clipped really bad. So I'm going to reword that. <laughs> Um, the inconsistency of the Rams kicker, Matt Gay, I think in comparison to McPherson on the Bengals, I think definitely sways the special team side a bit to the Bengals. But then when you consider the, not only the punt team and punt coverage of the Rams, I think that kind of equals it out. So I, I don't really think there's an advantage there, but Hey, we're definitely going to see a lot of points missed and gained on special teams. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see a safety or a muffed extra point or something like that. All right. Well, I guess the last thing I wanted to touch on other than the awards is uh, the Super Bowl halftime show. Just any kind of thoughts or predictions. I mean, I, I personally think this is going to be the best halftime show in a while. Um, you know, I think it's about time that they have some, uh, some hip hop artists headlining the Super Bowl. I know Travis Scott was, um, you know, part of the Maroon five show a couple years ago, but um, I mean, I think if he was like, headlining the show I, I think he would have blown the roof off the place but yep i think the good thing they did in this is that they've incorporated artists that span like the larger popularity of hip-hop throughout the last like couple decades so yeah. it doesn't matter if it's your dad or you if you're into hip-hop you're gonna enjoy the halftime show i'd imagine i'm assuming you know i'm pretty sure kendrick is a cali guy right yeah, most of them I think are from Compton. So yeah, yeah no, I think Kendrick's from uh, Compton, so is Dre. Yeah. Well, isn't yeah. isn't um, Snoop from South Beach? I could uh, be wrong. Anyways, I think. yeah, I don't know specifically, but um, I will also say I know the lineups uh, very very male dominant with Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, um, Kendrick. But hey, let's not sleep on Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige has bangers. That's going to be a fantastic vibe switch up. Um, Few few uh like fun prompts that I know. Uh the Justin Timberlake Super Bowl, I did a like one of those family bet sheets that you have where it's like you click boxes, like see if shit's gonna happen or not. It was like, will Justin Timberlake show up in the halftime with a hat on? Will the anthem go over a minute? By the way, with it being such a big Super Bowl in LA, definitely an anthem over 100 percent mm. I don't know who's doing it, but in LA it could be someone super like kelly clarkson-ish drowning it out like extending it or it's going to be some country artist with too much twang that's going to push it over for i sure. just I, ha- I have to say this because this is spar- amongst a few of my friends this has sparked some incredible amounts of controversy um so the woman singing the national anthem her name is mickey guyton my guyton and um i believe she's just like like a pop artist um so the whole controversy is that i think whatever the 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 line was set, but the, the the anthem has not gone under for the past like 11 or 12 years, something crazy like that. And the thing that throws everybody for a loop here is that this same woman, Mickey Guyton sang the national anthem at a Memorial day service. Uh, I don't know if it was in Washington, DC, I think it was. And she sang the anthem in like a minute and 15 seconds. Like she just flew through it. So now everybody's saying, you know, on one side, uh, the anthem has not gone under in God knows how long. And uh, on the other hand, she just absolutely tore up this anthem. So there's there's a lot, you know, glass half empty, glass half full. But um, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Hammer <laughs> the over. Hammer it. Um, I loved last year too when all those fans were sitting outside the stadium for the anthem warm up, and they were trying to time it. And then they're like, oh, she timed it under. 
and then everyone bet the under and then it uh it was like really close it was super close um yeah i think the halftime show is gonna be fantastic i mean we had touched on it before we like kind of picked up recording again but i think it's gonna be the like arguably my favorite one since bruno mars i know bruno mars was a lot of fav- like people's favorites i mean just for the vibe variety of music was great um i think don't be surprised if we get kind of i feel like it almost be like I don't want it to become a dick measuring contest, but I feel like this definitely has the potential to be a dick measuring test in the Super Bowl yeah. halftime. I think, I think every artist, of course, is going to bring their best. I mean, fuck, like Dre, the combo of Dre and Snoop and Dre and Eminem has produced so much to begin with, let alone Dre's work with Kendrick. Like, it's it's basically just going to be like a hit battle. It's going to be so great. Um, as long as I, uh, as long as I get, as long as I get the real Slim Shady, I need still Dre. I need drop it like it's hot. And I need what's the uh, what's the song by Mary J. Blige? Family Affair. And I need Family Affair. That's my roster of songs I need. If I get all of them, I'm laughing. And the the one thing I I've thought about though is like, how are they gonna keep it like clean? Like, are they gonna like just do the clean versions of the song? Or are they gonna like bleep it out? Like, they no, usually, they're not gonna they keep usually it clean. bleep they're it out. Gonna... For everyone live, they usually have it with swearing. They usually yeah. okay. it ruins the validity to the show. But the people who it's yeah. being broadcast to, they usually just. Uh, mute it or dub it over yeah it would kind of suck though like i almost want to stream it so i can hear the swearing so it's more authentic the only other thing from a technical uh perspective that they could do is that um the truck can like tune down the people who are about to swear and then pick up their mic again like they can just like tune it down tune it back up in the parts where like so they have a time to the point where it's like okay turn it down five seconds later turn it back up okay we're back in the good part again well, even, so. even a lot of artists, what you'll see is they'll have the mic, like, of course, the people at home can't see it, but they'll have the mic like this, and when they're about to swear, they'll just drop it or something like that. They'll do something yeah. like that. I don't know. I think we'll see a combo of all of it, but I, I'm going to be interested to see what happens with the stage direction, too, because five people being as big superstars as they are, like global representatives, like, it must have to be a huge stage to kind of spread that talent. Like, they're not going to squeeze them onto a stage that they had the Maroon 5 on, that little square, cir- that little small yeah. circle with a few little points. Like, they're not going to do that. It's going to have to be a huge venue. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's in LA. There, everything's going to be massive at the Super Bowl. I feel like you know, we've got a brand new stadium, yeah. um, home team. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited. This is this all right. Awesome. One last thing before we wrap things up. I imagine we're going to wrap things up soon. But uh, Gatorade color was your pick. Thank you. Mm. I was just about to say that. Yellow, red, orange. Orange was going to be mine if I didn't pick yellow. Blue is such a sleeper, though. It's, it's been it's blue, blue and weird last year, though. Yeah. Like, are, are we are we feeling the back to back? You know what? So. The only reason I'm saying blue or yellow. What team do we think? What team at home could possibly win? And what are their team colors? True. Yep. That's why I'm rocking yellow. But I'm 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 gonna pick. I'm gonna pick like a yellow, like a yellow. Yeah, I think that's pretty safe. Yeah, I don't know. I think red. If Joe Burrow wins, I feel like Joe Burrow is kind of a red guy. Actually, so yeah. let's let's really quick let's wrap it up with this. So we just did Gatorade color. Now that we have that on the books, do we think the anthem's going under or over a minute? Over. Over. Okay, uh, I'm also going over. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go under. Just be different. Okay, I mean, I'm just saying one. I think it's over because it's LA and it's gonna get like drowned out. I think it's just oh. gonna get completely pushed. Coin flip. What do you think it's gonna be? Heads or tails? Tails. 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 Tails never fails, man. Just come on. Uh, it unless you're the Buffalo Bills. Um, <laughs> what was he going to say? Um, yeah, I was going to say, I was think, like, do we think Snoop Dogg goes on stage with sunglasses or without sunglasses? Oh, he oh, has, has, has to have sunglasses. It's not, if, it's, if he doesn't have sunglasses, it's not Snoop Dogg. What, Where's what, sunglasses what in a lit studio? Like yeah. what? Yeah, I, I think we, it is. I think it is going to be sunglasses. Just we've seen pop, Snoop pop out at times without sunglasses, like completely randomly. So I think it could happen. I think also can- Eminem hat or no hat, because I think Eminem's hat. become a hat, hat. guy. Hat. He's become He's a hat, hat guy. Yeah. He's a hat guy. What if Snoop Dogg just came on stage with a lit blunt and started smoking it? Hey man, I, I, I would take every. <laughs> I would take every garment I have on my body off and rage. I would just get so into it. Let's go, Snoop. <laughs> All right. He starts blood rotation just around the stage as they're rapping. And the fellow just pulls the plug immediately. Oh, actually, you know what? This will be kind of a cool one. I think we'll be able to keep we'll have to keep track of this one ourselves. But who out of the five that are performing do we think it's the least songs? It's Mary J. Blyde. I'm not trying to be sexist. I just think that's what's gonna happen. 
I was kind of on the same wavelength, but for some yeah. reason, but for some reason now it has me thinking Snoop Dogg. I think Snoop Dogg's gonna be more of like a like a character place. I think he's still gonna unless, perform, but I don't think he's gonna perform as much as people want him to. Unless yeah. Eminem, unless um, it's either Snoop or Eminem because Eminem could come in for like one song with Dre and then he'd be out. Like that's yeah. possible. I think I think we are gonna see a long like time of them all being on stage together though. So I think it's just gonna be like fluidity between each and mm-hmm. performance and everyone kind of just vibing. But I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's Mary J. Blige or Snoop Dogg for me because Dre's going to be a part of pretty much every song, like at least between him, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, and Kendrick. They've, they've all had influence. So I don't know. I, I think the safe pick is Mary J, but I'm going Snoop because I think Snoop might just kind of be a hype man and then he'll dip back to the back a few times and grab some uh, blunts and then come back. Yeah. Well, that just about does it for our kind of Super Bowl preview and uh, NFL awards wrap up. Um I'd like to thank Nate and Curtis for coming on once again. Um, I don't know if we're going to do an episode kind of wrapping up the Super Bowl or not, but if, if this, you know, if this is uh last time we have them on for a while, thanks for coming on throughout this whole playoff run. Um, and yeah, you know, we'll, we'll leave, uh, we'll leave the links to everybody's social, uh, social media pages in the description. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, tell your friend, um, join Spike Nation, you know, it's the uh i want it, 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 yeah you know so yeah other than that unless you guys have anything else to say um, uh, sh- shout out blue jays way nation uh make sure to join that <laughs> baseball is hopefully going to be coming back soon after the saturday hopefully spring training starts back up in the next couple of weeks so blue jays away we're kind of got a lot of things planned for this year kind of kicking into full gear once the announcement gets made so really looking forward to the new season of the blue jays way podcast so yeah that's all i gotta plug and I mean, I gotta, I gotta plug the OTL layup line now that I'm here. If this guy's gonna plug the Blue Jays way, I mean, Nolan and I run our uh, OTL basketball podcast, the layup line. Hey, join the layup line whenever you want. As long as you don't miss layups, you're more than welcome to come join our, uh, join our, join our gang of individuals who listen to our podcast. Um, and again, thanks guys for having us along. I mean, I've guest appeared on a few episodes before the playoffs, but pleasure to be, pleasure and an honor to be here with uh, such great people uh, talking just playoff football. So couldn't have picked a better crew, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to get drinks after the season's over. I was gonna say, why don't we do a prime at 9 a.m. super hungover recap <laughs> podcast? That would I yeah. Aban- abandoned class for a hoodie and a coffee. <laughs> Dangerous. And I'm, a, gonna, and a cold I'm, I'm literally gonna look like a vampire if we do that. Well, yeah, it's we audio with, only, so no. Well, I mean, if we post it up on our new YouTube channel, mm, yes. Overline Sports oh, Entertainment. Uh, I'll put the link for that uh, in the description as well. Hey, get, get, the, get the over the line YouTube to 100 subscribers, and I will do the Hot Ones Challenge. Mm, okay. You heard it here first. Now, everybody, please subscribe to the <laughs> OTL YouTube. <laughs> Slab that Smash if, that if, like if, reason, if we get to 1,000 subscribers by my birthday on May 17th, I will timestamp this. I will, at any point between then, from between now and my birthday, if we reach 1,000 subscribers for whatever reason, I will skinny dip into Lake Ontario. I'll leave okay. that one there. We're not going to do video. Oh, we're not going to put that on video. Yeah, yeah. If, we put it, if we put it on video, it'll be a very small. No, no, we'll put it on video. We'll just have the, the, the box. You it'll the be box. a very, it out. very small rectangle. Very small yeah. rectangle. Nate will, Nate will edit it. It'll be very pixelated. Or we'll, or we'll put a, or we'll, I'll rotoscape like Dwayne the Rock Johnson's body onto where his body is only his head as he jumps in. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I think the people could definitely smell what the rock is cooking after that one. Oh yeah. I think the smell the fish are gonna smell what the rock's cooking after <laughs> that one. You know what my rocks are cooking. Anyway, we gotta cut this off. This okay. Not, yeah. <laughs> Please cut that out. <laughs> no, nah, it's staying in. It's every, staying every, in. every episode, Nate texts me after every episode he's in. He's like, Can you cut this out? <laughs> it's just like one fire. <laughs> he says some just sus one shit. section where I just look like a meatball or I just yeah. say some dumb Maybe shit. it's because you are a meatball. Well, honestly, it makes a lot of sense. I, yeah, I can't argue it. Anyways. Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, I'm also going to quickly plug. I have a photography account now on Instagram. It's Curse Martin Photography. Uh, check that out. I'm doing a lot of work for. The Ryerson and Rams, if you're in Canada, you know what the uh, university is. So I'm working for them right now. So yeah, just check that out. A lot of content from there. Thank you. 
Um, also, really quick, sorry, Jack, not to cut you off again. No uh, please follow my burner Twitter. Uh, Curtis underscore Martin hates the Panthers. Um, this is I'm I'm fairly active on my burner. I actually took it over from Curtis after how much slander he was giving on the Falcon or on the Falcons and Panthers. Actually, he's a fake fan if you didn't know. Um, but I think I'm at like 69 followers right now. So if you, you don't want to start this right now with only four minutes left in this meeting, I will actually come up there and fight you. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh shit! Oh, here oh, we go. Curtis just transcend. left his room. Here we World's go. transcend. Here we go. Nah, nah. <laughs> this is going to be the first uh, video portion of this uh, of the spike on YouTube. Oh shit! They're going at it. They're going at it. Oh fuck! Oh, oh shit! Curtis has got him. Oh. Nate's, Nate's lifting him. Nate's lifting him up. What's he gonna do? Oh, he just put him back down on the bed. Oh, I, oh no, that's not good. No, oh. no, I just no, I put him on the Krispy Kreme. No. Oh my God. Oh, they're fine. They're fine. Oh, they're fine. Okay, okay, okay. Krispy okay. Thank, Kreme. Thank Jesus. Yeah. Oh my fucking dude, I've been ripping ass. Bro, if. All right, I'm not sure if I should cut this out or yeah. if this should headline <laughs> the episode. And then send that. One me. of the two. It's gonna be just the episode. Neat. Destroys Curtis. Or <laughs> Destroys Curtis. Yeah. Friday Night Raw no, SmackDown. Like on a different site that it's on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. All right. Shout well, out Dwayne. This episode has gone uh, beyond off the rails. So <laughs> when does it not though? Like we were so on the rails to this point that it had to go off. It the had rails to. It was like <laughs> it was. You could even say this episode went over the line. Mm. Wow. Boo. Boo. I will exit stage left. All right. Well, I will put all the links to the OTL YouTube page, Curtis's photography account, Nate's burner Twitter, <laughs> Twitter account. Well, Cur- Cur- formerly Curtis's burner Twitter. Formerly Curtis's. Um, all those links will be in the description. Uh, you guys for the layup line and blue jays very respectively you guys need to come up with some cool hashtags for your podcast you can't yeah, just you do slacking. blank nation that's our yeah, thing come so, on like you know well you i mean ours it. is just joining the layup line it's basically like the accompaniment of every last pick on every sports team so sure sure fair enough anywho um yeah i'm not sure what we're gonna do for this podcast in the off season. <laughs> We're going to, I don't know, we'll, we'll figure something out. I mean, we did an episode talking about chips for half the episode. Yes. So who knows? Know. Who knows? Maybe we'll, chips. Yum. Yeah, maybe we'll do some tier lists or something. I don't yeah, know. More, or more of quizzing me on Super Bowl knowledge. I don't know. So, something. That yeah. was kind of fun. So we'll, we'll do something for sure. Okay. See ya, everybody. <laughs>